at Belmont Park for our In the Money podcast for Saturday, May the 13th, the late pick four. Actually, it's the middle pick four, starting at race five, that we're going to take a look at because it includes two graded stakes. I'm Tom Leach, Jim Goodman, alongside Director of Wagering Development for Keeneland. The grade one man of war leads off this middle pick five in the fifth race, or pick four that starts in the fifth race, Jim. It's four-year-olds and up at a mile and three-eighths on the grass course at Belmont. Who did you land on? Well, this looks like a rerun of the Elkhorn a few weeks ago at Keeneland. Yeah. So Verstappen, coming out of Turfway, won that race with a 95 buyer at a 16-to-1 price that I wish I'd had that day for Brendan Walsh. I think he's live right back. You know, he's running against some of the same horses, so there's no reason to think that he can't uh, that he can't compete if they bring uh, Declan Cannon with him. And that was something that was Declan's first grade stakes win. Now he's trying to get his first grade one within a period of about three weeks. So I think he's got a big shot. But I, I went with Red Knight here. Uh, Red Knight almost got him, uh, just got beat by head at Kingland, ran really well uh, first off a, a fairly short layoff, a three-month layoff for Mike Maker. And... Is four for ten at Belmont, and Verstappen has never set foot on Belmont. So that's where I went. They were only hit apart at Keeneland, and um, I think Verstappen kind of surprised them there. But I think Red Knight with the back class, 11 for 33 lifetime with nine seconds. So I'm going to take Red Knight on top. Going to use Verstappen just out of you know respect for Brendan Walsh. When he gets them right, they, they stay right for a while. And then my uh, third choice in here, the only other one I use in the pick four, is Soldier Rising for Christophe Clement. Long layoff since the Red Smith last year, and he uh, disappointed in that at three to one. He was second choice, but astronaut just blew him away that day. So um, he can draw a line through that one. He just kind of went to the well one too many times, um, and and after the Turf Classic Invitational at at Aqueduct, uh, he got a one hundred buyer. And then before that, he uh, only got beat by Gufo, a link in the Sword Dancer with the one hundred three. So Soldier Rising fits very well in here. I've got all three of those on my ticket. Uh, I'm adding two more. Uh, I'm putting Warren Point on there just out of respect for Charlie Appleby, but I'm not uh, blown away by this horse. I mean, Appleby usually fires when he brings his runners over, but they don't win every race, and this horse didn't really face the top-level runners over there, so I just kind of think he might be vulnerable. Um, The horse I ended up adding uh, beyond the ones that you took was Value Engineering who was, I think, 3-1 to one in that Elkhorn race at Keeneland and really didn't do much running. Maybe he didn't like the course at Keeneland. I think it was, first, it was his first time on it. But whatever the reason, maybe it was just a bad day. If you if, if he had not run in that race and you just went off the 99 buyer from March the 4th down at Gulfstream, he'd be a major player in here. So I'm going to look for a little value there and try value engineering. Forgive the Keeneland race, big price here. The Maker Barn runners uh, doing well at Belmont. And um, I got Red Knight second, so I think it's one of the two makers. Uh, and uh, Verstappen would probably be next on my list. So I'll go five deep when we get to the pick four. Value engineering on top. The sixth race and the second leg of the pick four is the grade three Peter Pan. Long a prep for the Belmont Stakes, a little further away from the Belmont, I think, than usual for these three-year-olds going a mile and an eighth, which is one turn at Belmont. I like Bishop's Bay a lot in here for Brad Cox. Horses two for two, strong buyer figs, uh, races that have produced uh, next out winners, been in strong fields. I think this is probably a prep for the Belmont for this horse, given his pedigree. And I just think 
those uh, races first mission uh, he beat first time out who's going to be one of the top choices in the Preakness next Saturday so Bishop's Bay I like a lot gonna single him but if you want to use others classic catch ran pretty well despite a bad post in the wood and hit show who ran second in there came back to uh, run pretty well in the Derby uh, go soldier goes a Pletcher import from Dubai that uh, merits a look and then Henry Q uh, that 93 back in February, if, if he could get back to that for Doug O'Neill, he could be a player. But I like Bishop's Bay a lot in here. How about you? I can't argue with that one. Um, I'm not going to single him simply because I think Classic Catch has faced, it's just he's raced five times. Uh, Bishop's Bay has a, a higher singling, obviously. But Classic Catch, coming off a win at optional claimer uh, down at Gulfstream, came back in the wood and I didn't disgrace himself. Ran behind Lord Miles and hit show. Uh, Lord Miles would have run in the in the Derby had he not had the uh, problem with his trainer, but his show did run fairly well. And uh, this horse was not disgraced there, despite a really terrible post and posed well at a mile and an eighth. And I think uh, has that experience that Aqueduct that always served him well here. Uh, Bishop's Bay and Classic Catch are are my top two there. Uh, I, I threw out Henry Q because the Sunland form just can't be that good. I can't imagine a 93 buyer would translate at Sunland over to Belmont, but uh, if it does, I'll just get beat. Uh, Arcangelo for uh, Castellano on the inside, won at Gulfstream easily last time out off a short layoff and may move forward. Uh, Slip Mahoney coming out of the wood, possibly. Uh, he, he was really good back in uh, December and January, 86-87 buyer back-to-back. But uh, I think they have to step up to beat Bishop's Bay, and I think the only one's got a shot is Classic Catch. Seventh race is the third leg of the pick four. It's Maiden Claimers, three-year-olds and up, New York bred, on the turf at a mile and a sixteenth. Who do you like in there? Well, I didn't have any idea here. <laughs> I just, uh, it, I've got five of them. Um, Me too. <laughs> this, is, this is a really, really, really wide-open race. It's not a strong race at all. you got Maiden Claimers on the turf. Um I went with your mission uh, just because Jorge Habru and uh, I read Ortiz. Um, Abru is not that big a, a trainer, but he's a 20% trainer. Um, this one was taken over, though, from Pletcher, and he couldn't win at 25000 at Aqueduct. So uh, caught a sloppy track that day. If you go back to the turf races, those were 62, 68 buyers, and I think – they fit well in here, and I think that he'll probably be the favorite because of Irad. Uh, Barry the Builder for Rudy Rod, coming off of dropping out of Maiden Special Weight, first time for a tag. Waffler, the uh, one horse for David Donk. At uh, I like to use first time starters and, and Maiden Claimers. The other ones have already proven they don't, they can't win at that level. So Waffler, I think, uh, has a shot from the inside, especially if he's got a little speed. Silent running for Jim Bond. Uh, dropped to 40,000 last time out, but that was at Aqueduct after they take them off the turf, so the turf numbers fit better. War Prince for Rob Atris just because uh, they tried to get him on the turf after a long layoff in April, uh, and he went off at 6-1 to one in a maiden 40, and then, you know, just I can't, you can't tell anything about that, that race. And his debut at Aqueduct last year was not that bad, and I think he, he may move forward. Uh, this is a crapshoot. I think if Irad doesn't win with your mission, I think any of the horses could, could win. And maybe you've got some others besides the five I've got. 
Yeah, I took uh, Miracle Mike on top, third off the layoff, and drops from Maiden Special, and that's a strong angle for Pletcher. And the horse is bred for the turf, so hadn't been on it, but this is, I'm like you, this is a crapshoot. Your mission I've got next with uh, some decent turf numbers and getting our Red Ortiz, who's uh, off to a good start at Belmont after a tough spring at Keeneland. Tunnel Vision, uh, class drop for Mike Maker. Same for uh, the nine Michael Lease uh, Maker on the class drop. Eight Silent Running. You get Pratt on the turf, and uh, this horse shows a good run on the turf course at Belmont Park. So I thought that was uh, noteworthy. So I'm going to use those five. Um, as you can tell between the two of us, this might be a race to consider the all button if you can pare it down a little bit somewhere else. The eighth race is a first-level allowance for New York Breads, three and up on the turf at six furlongs. I took Feathers Road on top. Not real wild about anybody in here, but this horse has been pretty consistent. Second start off a layoff for Linda Rice and has run well on this course. Uh, Power Attack kept really good company at two, so I'm going to use that horse on that angle. Athene has two wins at Belmont. And Nevin's numbers off the layoff are good. Uh, King Moon Racer, uh, it's George Weaver off a layoff, and this horse likes Belmont Park. Uh, 26 Black, big improvement in the maiden win. That was off a layoff. Now, this is a class test to step up for this horse, but that was a big improvement, and if he can run back to that or build on it, he could certainly be a player in a race that lacks any standouts. So I'm going five deep in here as well. How'd you see race eight? Well, I thought it was it was wide open as well. Um, Athenry was probably my top pick here for Michelle Nevin. Uh, again, a lot of these horses ran after Aqueduct uh, closed down their turf course last November. Those were just, I guess, maybe taking a shot or keeping the horse in shape. I don't know what happened. But a lot of these horses did not run well at Aqueduct on the dirt. Uh, this one has been very consistent on the turf, including two wins at Belmont. Uh, on the turf, including a $40,000 amazing claim rate that uh, he won by seven last year and came back to win at seven furlongs back in June of 22. Been off since November, but um, 83 buyer fits really well here. So Athenry's my top pick. I'm going to use Power Attack because of the uh, company that he has kept. Um, I'm going to use Haymack Jack for Ired Ortiz coming off a sprint at Gulfstream where he ran an 82 buyer and only got beat by half a length in a $50,000 starter allowance. So he's three of his last four have been 82, 83, 84. 26 black, as you mentioned, improved a lot at Aqueduct um, in April, the 72 buyer. And then I'm going to use Starquist on the outside uh, for John Kimmel. Horses running a couple of stakes races last year at Aqueduct, or actually one of them, uh, well, one of them this year at Aqueduct, didn't disgrace himself and came back and ran okay in an allowance race, first time on the turf, last time out, and, and improved greatly from a 59 to a 78 buyer. As you can see, I've got five horses. I didn't mention a couple of horses that you mentioned, but uh, I think you got to go deep here again. All right, pick four ticket time. And again, it starts in race five for this middle pick four with the two stakes races on the front end. I have one, two, four, six, eight in the Man of War, single Bishop's Bay, the nine in leg two, then three, four, seven, eight, nine, then one, two, three, four, seven for a sixty-two dollar fifty cent ticket, five by one by five by five. How about you? Been a little bit more, a little bit different ticket. I didn't have didn't have a single. I got one, four, six with five, nine, with one, two, four, eight, ten, with two, three, six, seven, nine for seventy-five dollars. 
Best of luck with your wagers on this Saturday card up at Belmont or if you're playing Churchill. Got to build those bankrolls for the Preakness weekend that is coming up next week in Baltimore. For Jim Goodman, I'm Tom Leach. That's the In the Money podcast for KeelanSelect.com.